magic and human relationships. 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 Supernatural control of the elements can be described as what magic is. There is probably not a single human being alive if they don't believe in the supernatural, certainly most of their ancestors did. The belief in the supernatural and mysticism are some of the strongest influences on human relations. Every human being has in the past the influence of wizards, sorcerers, priests, priestesses, shaman, popes, deacons, druids, clerics, monks. All sorts of characters associated with the mysterious. At its ultimate, it can move a rock simply by the mind, through some ritual, be it prayer, spells, trancing, material things possessing magic like crystals or magic swords, staffs, magic spears, magic portions, sacrifices, some means to reach the supernatural. What is the difference between turning water into wine or a god, wizard or witch that directs lightning to strike at an enemy? Magic has many varieties. It can control the weather. That is why there are rain dancers. Often magic requires human sacrifice. What does magic imply, given that we understand that everything is in a relationship and all relationships are random? All relationships take energy to maintain, that is what gives them structure. Take the act of turning water into wine. It is an incredible will and placement of faith to believe there is one who can change water into wine and will aid them in the defeat of their enemy. Help in causing and overcoming trauma. When needing such an ally, some would like to deny the name of this planet is trauma with all the evidence around them, even in their culture. The supernatural is called to overcome trauma. To turn water into wine, the practitioner of this kind of magic must have a relationship with the water that is to be turned into wine. Without a relationship, it would be impossible to turn the water into wine. That relationship needs energy to maintain. 
considering that water is being turned into wine, changing the atomic structure of the water, adding more atoms to the simple water molecules consisting of bundles of two particles of hydrogen and one particle of oxygen. Those simple water molecules must be changed at the atomic level with carbon and nitrogen being added as well as more hydrogen and oxygen to get a molecule of wine. This relationship the practitioner has with the water will take an immense amount of energy to change water at the atomic structure would equal as much energy as an atom bomb if not more. That is magic. That is what it implies when it comes to relationships. The energy needed to control the elements when not in stories is immense when looked at scientifically. Not fighting that all relationships are random. Turning that water into wine implies relationships. Magic utilizes the second law of everything. It is the basis of magic. The second law of everything is about relationships. Therefore, nothing in existence is outside it. It was understood in 2016 and it states, An information package will remain in its present state unless a relationship is established. Magic is constantly breaking relationships that we would consider natural. Take the idea of controlling lightning and directing it to an enemy's position. That means one is establishing relationships with the clouds, breaking what would be considered scientifically normal relationships and creating lightning at will. That is magic. Relationships being random means that the practitioner who turns water into wine understands the amount of energy needed that will most likely turn water into wine and they have practiced something to do with such powerful magic somewhere. Not all wizards can turn water into wine. That is why it is taken visually, because one must imagine it, a truly magnificent event. This wizard from somewhere, this practice, of the arts from somewhere can turn water into wine. Imagine the art 
of flying as one is free like a bird, reaching great distances, sometimes instantaneously. Reaching great distances instantly is magic that transforms one's body to act against its own structure at the movings. Oh, it's incredible stuff. Even the act of flying like Superman, the human body just is not built for that. But those possessing powerful magic apparently can and have done so in the past. Today, people are looking under the rocks for them. Imagine that kind of freedom to fly, surely as great as turning water into wine. Freedom against the elements. Turning water into wine. That is nearly instantaneous magic because naturally when can one can touch pure, pure water for a thousand years, it will not turn into wine. Grapes crushed are liquefied and take time to ferment to become wine. A master of magic by implication can make this process instantaneous. There is an enormous amount of energy needed to make a rela relationship with the elements and create lightning and send it at the enemy. Such a practitioner of magic will be highly respected, feared and needed. The question is why such a practitioner will be highly respected, feared and needed. Wars are dangerous undertakings. Wars and battles increase the chances that one will meet a traumatic ending. The idea of war is that one's enemies die, but they themselves survive to enjoy having won whatever the conflict was about. If the idea is to survive, one wants to kill their enemy before their enemy can kill them. What greater ally could there be than one who throws lightning, killing the enemy first and whilst they are out of harm's way? It is there in the human imagination giving us bows and arrows, boomerangs, throwing knives, throwing axes, kill from afar. If one were good at throwing an axe, they would have an advantage over one holding a spear or a sword. 
better a gun than uh, throwing eggs or bows and arrows. Keep yourself away from harm as much as possible. Increasing use of different skills. These practitioners who can control lightning have not been amazingly effective because they are always there before anybody was born. They used to. They, they used to be there when humans forged metal weapons. Why would one need any weapon with a friendly lightning thrower? Today, one can get a great sniper and they can bring down a man from over two kilometers away. The true magic has been the human. Those who wanted to kill from afar looked for ways to do so and over time they could kill from a distance as far as possible from harm's way. The real magic has been the way societies allowed relationships in their society to think of the best possible ways to kill whilst you are as safe as possible. The true magic is the individual contributions to the knowledge base of society. That is what eventually leads to a sniper being able to kill somebody from two kilometers away. And the lightning thrower, a perpetual myth until humans control the elements through technology, will they be able to throw lightning. The magic is believing the human can do better. Those who believe in the humans need no more proof than all relationships are random to organize society. Humans imagine practitioners of magic who can split rocks, lift 45-ton rocks by will without ever touching them. Such rare humans would be helpful during avalanches or the building of roads into remote locations. Alas, again, humans have to actually find ways to do this by thinking using the mind and passing on what they have gained in terms of knowledge to the next generation. The next generation will build on that. That is called to survive and make sure of survival. Believing in the wizard who throws lightning a society will not see the need to be practical and constantly improve their weapons and tactics. Each weapon has a different tactic. 
with the wizard who throws lightning. Why bother innovate? You already can kill at a distance whilst safe. The minute realizing the possibilities of the mind is the minute the power of wizards, priests, shaman, monks and the such are put in check. Such things will always be appealing because of people's desire to attempt to increase their chances the easy way in terms of what they desire. Magic offers great solutions. Money is a modern tool of survival. It gives us access to food, shelter and clothing and determines the quality of that food, shelter and clothing. For most, money is not easy to come by. Just look at the world around you. People slay other people for money, from the elite to hoodlums. Though everybody fears that hoodlum in the alley, by far the biggest dealers in money will always be the establishment. Once they put some mysticism, like caste systems, which is no different from saying a human must be a serf all his life, difference only being about who is writing the text. When one was classified as a low caste or a serf, it had nothing to do with anything except who gets a full belly first. Being a low caste, a serf, a slave has nothing to do with the actual abilities of human beings. It has to do with keeping people in their place so they know who gets the first choice to food, shelter and clothing in terms of quantity and quality. Would somebody then not wish for a magic gold purse that never ever runs out of gold coins? Say it always has five gold coins. When the one then is assured of food, shelter and clothing, no matter what the circumstances. That means Whenever, say, a single coin is taken out, it is replaced immediately. Scientifically, that means whenever a coin is taken out, particles are created that become atoms that unite and we get a gold coin. Enormous amount of energy. But it's magic people desired. It will make their lives easier. Such a purse 
ensures one the lifestyle of nothing but pleasure if they so desire, doing what pleases them, if humble enough to shut their mouths and not let it be known they have such a purse. They must shut their mouth or they will be slain for it. A love potion. This one is fantastic. Being loved because of a spell. First of all, one should be ashamed for such a desire. But what is happening? Somebody desires somebody. They go to a practitioner of the arts of magic, specifically somebody with great understanding of love portions and love charms. For one might be able to throw lightning, but the knowledge of love potions and charms might have skipped them. One gets this love potion, pours it into a beverage or mixes it with food whilst cooking and somehow this person of their desire will fall in love with them. This portion can only work in such a way that when it enters the bloodstream after the digestive process, the blood that has this portion will reach the brain. Inside the brain, it will change the relationships that are concerned specifically about you to a more positive outlook. This means this portion has been doctored with something about you. This is the hope. Of course, they will pee it out or defecate it sooner or later. One might have to do it every 24 hours for the rest of one's life to keep that affection. <clears throat> and if you die first, they will wonder why they ever loved you. <laughs> the better, of course, <clears throat> is the talisman. It does the same thing as a portion. However, its magic is transmitted straight to the mind, altering relationships in the mind without entering the bloodstream. It means this thing is transmitted via the air, the atmosphere, and remotely changes the mind of the one who is desired. Why doesn't one just send roses? Why go to such extremes? Send them a gift of a token of affection. Why would one desire a 100% guarantee in this universe? Something that is impossible in most instances given that every relationship is random. One should go with one who returns the affection.
If a mind can imagine turning another mind by portions and talisman, imagine if the whole society thought that each person could get what they want by charms. All the counter charms will surely neutralize everything and it would have been better not to have wasted energy pursuing such activities. Believing everything is not about them but outside factors, a society believing so deeply in magic will never be as confident as those societies that understand that it is about them, not some outside factor. It's, it's you, not the gods, not the spirit, not the ancestors, you. You are not a worthwhile instrument if you can't handle the task. So even then, these mystical forces would be choosing one who is capable. Why don't they choose the incapable? Such societies can be easily destroyed because they believe their destruction is the lack of the mystique, not any fault of their own. Once a society refuses to acknowledge where it is because of its own fault, they can never get out of the situation because it was never their fault in the first place how they got to where they are. Accepting illogical things as a society is the fault of that society and nobody else. History is there for everyone to see how a society got there. It would give itself a chance understanding everything is in a random relationship. They themselves must act accordingly or use talisman, portions, crystals and magic dolls to achieve those objective. Thus, they must transfer their own will to something outside them. Given that humans can now kill from anywhere on earth, somebody else anywhere on earth, way better than lightning. The true magic is the human being. The true magic is yourself. Beguzulu Kumalo, thanks.